At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what does every grocery store aisle now have in common products that come in paper packaging and we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. What a Thursday show we have, Amal, for the first time ever. Two guests in one show. That's right. Cadre Ishmael, the Rocket, uh, former Syracuse. The Missile. Gray. The, the Missile. I mean, I'm sorry. The Missile. His brother was the Rocket. Yeah. The Missile. Uh, former Syracuse great, played for the Ravens. We're going to talk to him in the third segment today, get a preview of this matchup between the Ravens uh, and the Lions. Also ask how long Dino Babers is going to be coaching in the Carrier Dome. And then the professor, John Clayton, joins us um, for the last segment today. We'll get his breakdown of what's going on around the NFL. I want to start with the Thursday night game, Hamal, yeah. uh, between the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans. The question here for me, I'm not really interested in laying big points with this Carolina team, who's I think overachieved a bit this year with Sam Darnold. But I think it's going to be in a lot of teaser legs. I think people are going to take this eight down under three to two. And I think it will see a significant number of survivor picks this week. Your thoughts on this game? I would agree with you on the survivor pick. I also think we'll see a lot of teaser in this one with Davis Mills getting the start. Number uh, really rising simply because there's no Tyrod Taylor in the lineup. I'm excited about this game because this is probably one of the few Thursday nights during the season I can go to dinner at a reasonable hour and don't have to wait until the game ends. Really? Well, you're excited about this game? I'm I'm more excited about Marshall App State. Well, let's talk about Marshall and Hap State. Let's talk about Marshall and Hap State. Conference USA powerhouse and a Sunbelt dynasty. The number seven, App State, who you got? I like the under in this game. I think it's going to be a tough game in terms of offensively. Appalachian State 
Very good defensively. They, I think they returned nine or ten starters this year. We saw them in the game against Miami. Very competitive. Had a chance to win that game. Really should have probably pulled that one out. These two teams met last year. 17-7 was the final score in this one. Mike, I'm going to go with the under here at 58.5. was a better number at 59, but uh, 58.5 is what I've gotten stuck with. So I'm going to take that one here. I do believe Appalachian State wins this football game. Not high on this Marshall offense. That's the one area I have a little bit of concern when you look at them. I know they had a good output against East Carolina, but East Carolina can't stop anybody defensively. Neither can Navy. Oh, yeah, Navy. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's some bad days ahead for the Naval Academy, unfortunately, on the football field. Uh, I want to ask you from a handicapper's perspective, a professional better's perspective, does Miami's loss at home to Michigan State lower your ranking on App State, who took Miami down to the wire in Miami? No, I, because one thing I think that's getting blown out of proportion in the Miami game is there were three turnovers that Miami had, which obviously is part of the game. But more importantly, Mike, it was a close game with until about five, six minutes to go in the game. Remember, Michigan State scored two late touchdowns to pull away in that game. The Hurricanes were right there in that football game. Let's not act like Michigan State went in there and pulled an Alabama and just beat the heck out of them. I, I think it was a much more competitive game than the final score would indicate. If you just look at the final score, you're not really seeing how the game played out because it was a one-score game throughout the majority of the game. It, it really was. Yeah. And I thought at one point in the second quarter, Miami was starting to make a push and maybe Michigan State their, you know, their sideline was in the sun the whole first half. It was hot. It was humid in Miami. I thought they might tend to wear down. And then the turnovers really turned the game, and they were able to get daylight. You said it was hot and humid in Miami. What are you going to tell me next? They get hurricanes between June and November no, But, the, you know, the visitor, it's a day game. Know, that App State game was at night, so the sun was not as big a factor. When you have to stand there in the sun on your sideline the whole time, too, it's draining. Listen, these guys are in great shape. I, I think the factor for me, Mike, is later in the season because when you're still coming down from the north at this time of the year, you're, yeah, it's warm. So you're a little bit more of an, a less adjustment to the climate. You think it's harder now for the Patriots to go play there in December than it would have been if they played Miami in September? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I, look, I, I think when you look at it, think about this in, in the Northeast, in Boston or these other cities. You're looking at the weather. And when we as betters are looking at you're checking the weather forecast, who's checking the weather forecast right now around the country except for maybe some rain? Yeah. You're not when concerned about Right. Yeah, but, but you're not really concerned about win at this time of the no. year yet. Uh, I want to ask about the back to the NFL game, these injuries for the Texans. You talked about Terod Taylor, obviously a big drop-off to Davis Mills. We don't really know what we're going to get from the Stanford uh, quarterback. But how about on defense? The safety Justin Reed is out, and the linebacker uh, Geiger, Hill, Geiger Hill is out as well. Are you concerned with about the Texans, who've been good on defense so far this year? Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned with Reed. He's, he's, is he officially out? I saw he was questionable. Yeah. I didn't know he's out, but... You know, remember, he was involved in two turnovers in the last game against the Browns. Uh, was involved in a forced fumble and an interception, so I think it could be a little bit of a blow there. You want to have all, all hands on deck, particularly when you have a rookie quarterback starting. I have not figured out yet, and I think it's going to be to their detriment that you get Davis Mills starting on a short week, but he is a Stanford guy. You're thinking he's probably a little bit more cerebral than the average guy coming into the league, so let's see if he can adjust. This is a great opportunity for Carolina to go to 3-0, and Mike. What an opportunity for this team with Matt Rule to push forward. They still have, in my opinion, the second-best running back in the NFL. I mean, Christian McCaffrey's an absolute difference maker. We see it in terms of what he can do in terms of receiving the football and then, of course, running the ball still as well. Still their best offensive player. Uh, not even not close. close. He's okay. a top-five offensive Let's player. Let's take a look at other legs. If you want to tease the Panthers down under the 7-3, and three, down to 2. Let's take a look at some other legs. Who would you tease them with? I want to start out with the game between Arizona and Jacksonville. This game sitting at seven and a half. You can take the six point teaser, also Stanford Wong, and take them down under the seven and the three down to one and a half. Couple things here about the Jaguars. We talked yesterday about Trevor Lawrence, second worst yards per attempt. 
highest uncatchable percentage. How about the fact that the Jags haven't run a red zone play yet this year? They've had no <laughs> snaps inside the opponent's 20. That's amazing. And then the other thing, what Urban said, it came out yesterday, what Urban said to Vic Fangio as they shook hands after the game, he said, this being in the NFL is like playing Alabama every week. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't come as much of a surprise. I, I think, you know, he's just being complimentary of the talent level that's in the league. I, I mean, think about the pyramid it takes to go from high school to college to the NFL, how steep it is. Only 1,500 people in the league. It's difficult, or 1,700 if you break it down exactly. Um, but to me, uh, when I look at this one, this is not a bad teaser. I'm not a big fan of this, teasing teams down on the road. You mentioned Carolina. Baltimore is another one you'll see. Mm -hmm. Arizona. That's not my style in terms of, I like teams at home. I, I know I'm sure the masses over there who want to take my bets will tell me not to go through zero, but when I'm getting a team at home, somehow they're going to find a way to win the game. I, look, I'm not saying Jacksonville is going to win this game. I think this is probably better than taking Baltimore against Detroit. I'd rather have Jared Goff than I would Trevor Lawrence at this point in time. This Jaguars team, to your point, has not shown a pulse. Arizona coming in, it'll be a little bit of an earlier start time for them, 10 o'clock um, right now in Phoenix in terms of getting adjusted body clockwise. I don't feel that's as big of a deal as other people make it out to be. I don't know too many people in their 20s that ever had a, had a difficulty adjusting to staying up late, so I don't think adjusting to an early game is going to be that much of a factor. Okay, you're not big on teasing the road teams down no. under the three, so let's take a look at a couple of home teams. How about the Buffalo Bills, who you can tease down uh, if it's 8-2 to two or if it's 7.5 to 1.5? Normally I would agree with you, but the reason why on this one I don't agree with you, I actually think Washington's got a chance to pull an upset. I don't think this number is correct. I think Washington plus seven and a half is too high of a number. I would tease the points up in this one, getting 13 and a half. If you take a six and a half point teaser to 14, and remember, if your ties push, don't do that. Just take a 13 and a half. And then if you get the seven point teaser, depending on where you are, minus 130 or minus 140, you're catching 14 and a half, Mike. That's a big number. All right, let's talk about another home side that you can tease down to a pick em. The Chiefs host the Chargers. This line's sitting at six and a half. I don't think it's going to get to seven. The only way it could probably go is to six. Interested in teasing the Chiefs? I would say yes, but I'm afraid you're going to hit me for going against your son, Justin no, Herbert. No. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to hit you. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. But no, I, I think so. The Chiefs at home, we know how tough they are at Arrowhead. I don't think the Chiefs have played a clean game in their first two games. They played some very competitive opponents. And Mike, I think you would agree with this that the Browns and the Ravens are slightly better than the Chargers as a whole. And I think this is a little bit of a drop-off in competition for Kansas City. Oh, there's the I'll note. disagree. Go ahead. The Browns are, I don't think the Ravens are significantly better than the Chargers. I didn't say significantly. I said slightly. Okay, I'll take, I, I don't know. I think it's cl too close to that. I don't know. I think slightly is overstating it. Yeah, worry about scoring more than the 17 are, against the Cowboys. The Browns are more than slightly better than the Chargers. That's fine. I'm not sure about the Ravens, though. I think with Lamar Jackson, they're so tough to slow yeah. down. And also, I would ask this question. Well, let me ask you this. You're worried about Baltimore at Detroit. It's just a road thing. It's a, look, it's my personal preference. We, I'm not a road. I don't take. I don't believe in taking road teams in the NFL. Why is it in baseball the Colorado Rockies and the Arizona Diamondbacks can't win a game away from home, but they can win at home? I'm sorry, I, on the road, they, but they win at home. I don't know. But you just take advantage of it. You bet them at home. That's exactly. By the yeah, way, Mon great call you last night. Yes, baby. We're <laughs> take, Why don't you take the reverse run line? We're I thought about that I'm watching the game. Yeah, I go, he's Colorado, a big. Colorado, that's not a bad idea, too, because there's going to be a lot of runs. runs exactly. Walker couldn't even get, get through four last night. He's tired. He's he tired. I also think there's a hit to his psyche once Max became the favorite in the Cy Young and was out pitching him all the time. I think that's tough for a young kid. So he's like that guy in management that doesn't hire somebody who's reporting to him that's a better employee than him because he's yeah, afraid no. he's going to take his job? Except he's not in management. He can't make any <laughs> of the decisions. Okay, you're, you're going to tell me no on every tease. Let me, I'm going to no, find I'm a not, teaser. No, 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 
don't know. Right, I told you. Let's, you I, want to I, tease I like the Kansas Patriots? City. I told you I like Kansas City. You will tease them. Yes, down I will. Half. Yes, absolutely. How about teams? How about how about the Titans? Who you can basically? I wouldn't put them in a teaser because it's five and a half. No, no. You put you put the Colts. There's no way I'm Indianapolis can win this game. Why are you giving me teams that can win these games? Well, I'm just trying to focus through zero because that's your specialty. <laughs> Shut oh, the hell up. You point. said your specialty is home teams and through zero. I'm trying I to get you. There. First of all, I never said that. And second of all, <laughs> stop putting words in my mouth. I'm very precise in my verbiage. So let's get that right. Let's get back to some of these matchups here. The Colts have a chance to win this game. The Washington football team can win this game. Who's, these are not out of the. Uh, who's behind center for the Colts? Do we know? We don't know yet. Listen, to me, the problem with Tennessee is they can't stop anybody defensively. I think the Colts focus on the running game. They'll be able to run the ball effectively. If you tease, you would tease the Colts up to 11 and a half? Yes, I would. Okay, who do you want behind center if you make that bet? Of course you want, of course you want Carson Wentz. But, I mean, if it's not Wentz. Well, that's the big question mark. Is it Jacob Eason? It's probably Jacob Eason. Ellinger not, not, uh, is out. So Yeah, thank God. Wow. Uh, you and a, uh, I know he'd still be at Texas. <laughs> All right. Um, my, my thoughts on this with uh, my thoughts on this game with the Colts is that it's a pass for me, and here's why. Before the year, this line was two and a half or three. The look ahead line is it that much that we've moved the points three on the performance of these two teams so far? I'm not sure. Tennessee's had one bad game and one decent game. Yeah, I would agree with you there. The Colts have been in both of their football games. I mean, the Seattle game was a little bit more dominated by yeah. the Hawks, but they've had an opportunity. Look, I'll tell you right now, to me, I adhere, look, I'm a big fan. I've told you this many times. I'm a big fan of teasing and getting points in the NFL. I think there's more value in getting points because the games are so tight and competitive. Would you tease the Patriots through the zero and get plus three against the Saints? No, because I, I still think that I, game could go either way. you got a really? rookie quarterback. Not interested in the Patriots in this spot? Mac Jones got to throw for more than about 30 yards. All right. Will we come back? We'll continue to focus on the matchups this weekend. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. 
In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into Odds Out. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Coming up in just about 15 minutes, we're going to have Kadri Ishmael, the missile from the University of Syracuse, the Baltimore Ravens. We'll preview that Ravens matchup with the Lions. And then the professor, John Clayton, will join us for the last segment. Amal, I wanted to switch focus, although you, 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 you dabbled with it with this uh, App State game earlier. The college football this weekend, talk about some of the key matchups. Um, what do you got I, on the list? Come on. Well, I want to start again with this Wisconsin Notre Dame. Okay, that's fair. Because I don't, I still don't understand the line. All right, this is a true neutral site game. Of all, there will be plenty of fans from Madison. There'll be plenty of fans from South Bend. Diverge, converge upon Soldier Field. It's a true road game. This number is six and a half, and we're not seeing Notre Dame money here. We're seeing more Wisconsin money. It can't get to seven because there'll be tremendous buyback. But you mean to tell me six and a half on a neutral? That if Wisconsin went to South Bend, they'd be laying a field goal. That's why the line doesn't make sense to Forget me. Forget that. Here's why it doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Five, five and a half at home against Penn State. Now, six and a half at a neutral site against Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, to me, I thought that line was too big to begin with on that uh, game as we talked about as the week got closer. We both said that's a, it's a big number to lay there, but I don't get it. Notre Dame getting no respect here. Uh, I, I, I just don't see this one. I think this number should be lower. I think it should be closer to three um, is what the number I believe should be. Uh, I would be taking Notre Dame here on the points. All right, let's hit some of the games that might be trap games. Number 19, Michigan, still undefeated and has been impressive in all of their victories, is hosting Rutgers. Michigan goes to Madison next week. Could this be a look-ahead spot for them? Rutgers is catching 20 at the big house with a total of 50. Uh, You know, this is an interesting one. Uh, This Rutgers team has played well, but I'm not sure right now the way Big Blue is playing if they're not going to steamroll them. But is the question is, is Michigan as good as the numbers they put up thus far? I don't know yet. I don't know Washington's that. one and two. Um, who else did they play? Yeah, now, Western, uh, excuse me, Western Michigan went on the road and beat and, Pittsburgh. And Washington won by a million when we, they couldn't move the ball at all against Michigan, against I, Arkansas I to- State. I told you. I know you did. I, to- I, I said you. That, that one is not a game. At some t- point, I'll figure out you know college football. At some, <laughs> at some that was over before it even started. I, I was getting so, 17, and I had no shot in the game. I didn't want to text you on the game and say, by the way, well, I've got okay. Washington. I know well, that, but I, right. I don't, you know. It's but, funny. But they, couldn't, they couldn't do anything at Michigan. They couldn't move the ball at all. So I, that, that bodes well for Michigan, both of those victories. It does. By the way, I'll tell you right now, I'm scared about this Michigan game against Ohio State later on in the year. But um, in this What's matchup. That number? What would that number be if the game was played tomorrow? I would make it, uh, the game's in Ann Arbor, I'd make the Buckeyes about a touchdown, uh, touchdown favorite, yeah. six-point favorite. But uh, in terms of this game, look, I, Rutgers has played well. They're dominant on special teams, Mike. But the question is, can their defense play well mm-hmm. enough to slow down Michigan? I like the 20.5 here. I like Rutgers in 20.5. Yeah, half. I do too. I think it's too many to lay to Shiano. 
I just they, remember last good. year, double overtime. Yeah, he's too good of a coach. And, and he's back he's back there where he had success before. And he's played Michigan. He's familiar with Michigan. He can coach defense against Michigan. Uh, I take the points here as well. North Carolina, who's rebounded from that loss at Virginia Tech to start the year. Interesting spot. They go play Georgia Tech. Really close call with Clemson. They had to, they had a first and goal. They got stopped at the goal line by Clemson, but kept that game very respectable. Tar Heels lane 12 and a half on the road here. Total of them all 63. Uh, I don't want to lay this number on the road. Georgia Tech, we saw they were competitive in that game against Clemson. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to slow down this North Carolina team, though. I think Carolina wins the game. I think they, I mean, I'm meaning they cover the number, but yeah. I'm not going to bet it. If, the, if this was still the triple option, I used to bet this game over every year because they would go up and down. North Carolina could never stop the running game, and they could never stop North Carolina's passing game. I will tell you this, though. This number's a little bit high at 63. Yeah. Remember we saw, I think it was 58 last week against Clemson, 29 in the first half, didn't even get close. I think Georgia Tech's got a good blueprint of trying to slow the game down if you want to slow down Sam Howell and company. But the question is, can they get enough from their defense to slow this offense down? Here's a matchup, SMU and TCU. This has become a good game the last few years. Uh, nine and a half point favorite. Remember SMU upset TCU. I was it last year or two years ago when Bouchelle was still there. They went into uh, Amon Green and beat him. This number is nine and a half with TCU at the look ahead spot to Texas next week. I, I got to correct you on one thing because uh, Britain's going to let you know it too. Oh. Amon Carter stated. I mean, Amon Carter. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Amon Green. I, know, I wanted Amon Green as yes, a guest yeah. before the Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska. Well, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no Darren Benny, no Amon Green. Yeah, Amon G. Carter Stadium, Fort exactly. Worth, Texas. This is for the Skillet Trophy here. Yeah. This should be a competitive game. Look, we saw SMU get that great win with the Hail Mary on the road against Louisiana Tech. By I was way, watching. You text me, are you watching the end of this game? I'm watching. <laughs> By the way, can I give a little golf clap to Skip Holt? Second game this year he's blown. This team should be undefeated. They blow the game in Stark that Vegas. That was worse. Stark Vegas was oh, worse. It was worse. I agree. This is a fluke play. Roberson makes the catch on the rebound. Um, you know what? I want to see what Max Dugan and this team can do consistently. I like the defense here with the Frogs. Mike, no play here. I, I, this is an in-game or if an opportunity presents itself. I, I've got to see teams consistently. Uh, TCU, I uh, watched them in that game against Cal. Cal moved the ball extremely yeah, well against them. I, no, neither game. was I. They were fortunate to escape that one with a win. Uh, I'm not going to touch this game. Uh, BYU continues to answer the bell every week. Yeah. They come off the big win in the Holy War, and they beat Herm's team. Uh, at home in Provo, they stay home and host one of the worst teams, one of the worst mid-major teams, I think, this year, um, South Florida. It's a huge number here. It's 23. But can you actually take 23 with South Florida? No chance, but I'll tell you what, I'd be I'd be ready to lay it. Yeah. Um, look, you're going on the road. You're playing in altitude in Provo. This South Florida team is not good. We already know that. Mike, what about a first-half number if you can get it under 14? I don't I, think you can get it under 14, can you? It's probably going to be 14, 14 right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm concerned about. But, look, it's not a bad play still. I I, I just feel like if you can get... Uh, I'd go under the South Florida team total of 15 and a half. Yeah, by the way, I'm assuming this total is about off, 54. Yeah. Why is it off the board? Any idea? Uh, haven't heard. Okay, but so 15 and a half is the team total for South Florida, 30 and a half for um, BYU. So let's just assume for a minute here it's 54. Uh, I would look towards the under. I don't think they're going to be able to score that many points. And this is probably a correlated play. Uh, even if you like the under on this game, I still think you can lay the points with BYU. I think this game is going to be about 38-10. to 10. Auburn went to Penn State. Uh, I thought they played a good I was impressed with Auburn. Uh, I have to tell you, I thought they played a good it, Penn State, in the wideout, still had to play a good game and overcome a few officiating uh, guffaws from that SEC crew. 
I mean, there was more than just the fourth down, the, the third down, fourth down. There was the spot on the, the fourth and one. There was the no taunting penalty. There was the, the intentional grounding not called on Bo Nix, but was called on Penn State in an unmolested pocket with no pressure on him because the receiver broke off the route. But we'll stop there. Auburn goes back to the, the high plains uh, of Jordan here and hosts Georgia State. They are laying 27 with a total of 57. They head to Baton Rouge next week to play LSU. I like this game over the total of 57. I think Auburn gets into the 40s. Remember, uh, we saw, and this was a game that I really liked, North Carolina against Georgia State. I think they put up 59 in that Mm -hmm. one. I think Auburn's going to be able to flourish with this offense. I think they'll put up some points. My only concern is later in the game if it stalls out a little bit. But I think first half total over. I I think this one plays into the 30s in the first half. What do you make the number Auburn at LSU? I make uh, probably... A pick'em or LSU minus one or really? two. I would make Auburn a small favorite. I haven't been I, impressed with LSU. The only fine. team they really I, played was UCLA. I don't know if you just take out the team itself on yeah. the field. If there's a bigger home field advantage in college football than Death Valley, do you give them credit for beating up on one of the great Florida coaches, Jim McElwain, Central Florida team last week? First, first, <laughs> first, first of all, first it's, of all, hold on, it's Gus Malzahn at UCF. Yeah, but I mean, it's at, at, at you said Central Florida at Central Michigan last. Oh, Central, Central Michigan. Michigan. Okay, they stopped okay. Central Michigan in Death Valley last. Well, Saturday Jim McElvain has been stopping himself since he left to go to the fort in Fort Collins. Okay, his since offense Colorado is yeah. State. And um, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Okay, let's talk about um, your boy uh, Dan Mullen? Spencer Rattler, <laughs> and the. You chase Spittler, Spencer Rattler all the way into the poorhouse on Saturday with that team. <laughs> they are hosting. They are hosting West Virginia, who won as a home favorite against the ranked team Virginia Tech. I told you if Letty Brown has a good yeah. day, they're going to win. Letty Brown, big day for the Mounties. Oklahoma lane sixteen and a half now up to seventeen in this spot. Total them all fifty-five and a half. Oklahoma bounce back, but I don't think they cover the Mountaineers. I think they'll play, uh, run the football, Mike. I thought Oklahoma's defense played well, but I thought Adrian Martinez missed some opportunities to run the football effectively. I like West Virginia here getting 17. I think it's a few too many points when you look at this matchup. Conference game, big number here. I mean, what was the number, 22 against Nebraska? Yes, it's day 22. 13 first half and 22. I think you remember that. We're saying if they're on a neutral, there's a five-point differential between the Mounties and Nebraska right now. I still think it would be higher than that. I would be taking uh, West Virginia, the Mountaineers here, plus the points here, and they had a great defensive stand at the end of the game against uh, Virginia Tech. They had to. to. They blew that lead, and they had to come up big on goal to go. They did, <laughs> but I, I was impressed with that. They did a nice job. I think that win propels them to be competitive in this one. I like this one. Remember, Jared Dogie is a Big 12 player. He's got some experience in this league. I, I don't think it should be a problem for them. I like West Virginia here getting 17. Iowa gets another uh, quasi buy playing at home to Colorado State. They're laying 23 with a total of 44 and a half. <laughs> Does Colorado State score a touchdown in this game, Amal? They do get a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I, no, no play on either side or total here, but I'm just thinking, if you're Iowa in a game like this, why are you not running the ball like in a two-minute offense in every situation? Just get some practice in a real game. You're going to win this game. They're going to be lucky. They should get Colorado State should get points for drives that get past the 50-yard line that didn't start in Iowa territory. Would you lean over at all, 44 and a half? I, I think so a little bit. I think bit. Iowa will yeah. put up more points than they did against Kent. 38-10. There you go. That's over. All right. <laughs> when we come so back. So is the segment. When we come back, we're going to have the missile, Kadri Ismail.
This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm, and he is Amal Shaw. And it's our pleasure to welcome to the show for the first time, Kadri Ishmael, starred at the University of Syracuse, as well as with the Minnesota Vikings and Baltimore Ravens in the NFL. Good afternoon, Kadri. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time. I want to start out with your alma mater's game this week at home against Liberty. This game is on Friday. Syracuse is catching almost a touchdown. The number sits at six and a half. Tell me your thoughts on this game and also your thoughts on Dino Babers and his future at Syracuse. Yeah, I think this is a pivotal game because if you look back on it, Liberty uh, took the Liberty and beat Syracuse for their first victory against an ACC opponent. Um, I think that's something to look at and not necessarily a revenge game, but kind of recognizing that you're supposed to be the superior team and, and go out there and play like it. I know that they're coming off a game against Rutgers where, you know, they, they played good, but they didn't have those splash plays, those big plays that I think this offense uh, is capable of. And then, of course, they had last week's game, you know, against uh, Albany, and, and obviously that opponent, you know, it's a CAA conference opponent, it's an FCS school. You're supposed to whoop up on them. Um, the the running back, I think, you know, what do we have? Five touchdowns uh, to tie a, a very coveted mark by many a Syracuse great runner. So I'm looking for Syracuse to have a, a consistent game and, and not necessarily a game where, you know, we're sitting there, you know, hoping and praying that they can come away with a victory. Yeah, I think it's going to be an important game for the Cuse and Dino Babers future there. If they can get this one, I think it'll build a little momentum as they go into ACC play. Kadri, I want to go to the NFL. The Baltimore Ravens had a terrific win against the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. Moving forward, how does this propel them? Because I thought it was one of those, and Lamar said it after the game, it got the monkey off the back beating the Chiefs. But I thought John Harbaugh shot a great amount of confidence in his offense and making that decision to go for it on their own half of the field. I think this really gets this team going to where they want to go for the entirety of the regular season. Well, think about it. Um, you know, they've been the team that has set the tone with rushing the football in a very dominant passing attack league. I thought what they did against the, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders was 189 yards of rushing. However, you didn't have, again, a, a consistency within the, the passing attack. Um, every time Lamar would step back to throw, you know, he was under some level of duress. I thought what they did against uh, Kansas City, you didn't have Ronnie Stanley in there. Then you go ahead and move Alejandro Villanueva, who struggled at right tackle over to left tackle. Um, you put in Mercury, who literally he's sitting there inactive one week, and now all of a sudden he's, you know, holding it down on the right side to rush for 251 yards and really just dominated the, the time of possession uh, as an offensive unit. It, it just says a lot as far as their commitment to the run and 
I, I believe the scheming plan that Greg Roman uh, put forth was really uh, on point. And I think, you know, when you have a dynamic player like a, a Lamar Jackson, it just gives you so much more flexibility and freedom to, to uh, execute and run the football. So with that said, um, you know, yeah, this is a catalyst game coming off a tough loss. You, you, you know that um, you've had just injuries decimate your team. How are you going to respond? And I think part of that response was going out on the primetime stage, showing the world that, yes, Kansas City is a good team, but we're the better team. And then you can hopefully regroup, focus back in and recognize that you're going up to Detroit to play the Lions and not allow it to be a letdown game, but a game in which – you know, you're going against an NFC opponent, but to, to build upon what you did against Kansas City and, and kind of get on a streak before you have two back-to-back games against AFC opponents in the Colts and, and the Broncos. We're talking to Kadri Ismail, who was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, the highest drafted receiver out of Syracuse since Art Monk. And Kadri, taking a look at the opposite side of it emotionally, the Ravens with the huge victory and Harbaugh believing in the offense going on fourth and one and a half against the Chiefs. Take us through the opposite side of it with Minnesota who fumbles in overtime in week one, loses to Cincinnati, and then misses the 38-yard field goal by Joseph to end the game against Arizona. Where are they emotionally, and how do you like them getting two points at home to the Seahawks? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting for both them and Seattle. I mean, Seattle rarely loses at home, and Tennessee gets whooped up on on their opening day. Now they got to go up to Seattle. They go ahead and they dominate a performance and get a victory. You're looking at Minnesota, who some teams aren't um, necessarily in the playoff conversation. Well, Minnesota was just that team, and Justin Jefferson and company, and and the way in which they were were scheduled to yeah be that team that can kind of compete against the Green Bay Packers in their division. A lot of people were talking about, you know, just the way in which their division kind of sets up. Yeah, it's it's a, a Aaron Rodgers-centric division, but with some of the drama that was going on in the offseason there, you would hope that they would kind of be springboarding themselves into uh, that playoff talk by securing a, a uh, division win. So, yeah. I'm taking Minnesota. I think that this is a game in which that they uh, they have a blueprint of winning. Obviously, Seattle is looking at trying to kind of cleanse themselves away from the loss that they had suffered at home, which is a rare one. So I, I look at Minnesota having a, a, a game in which, yeah, they messed up on the road, but they're coming back home. This is an opportunity for them to, to look good and, and, and come away with a victory. Kadri, tonight Carolina's on the road taking on the Houston Texans. Davis Mills is going to make his first career start. How difficult is it for a receiving core and a wide receiver to get potentially on the same page with a guy who has not started, wasn't the number one starter, and now you're on a short week. You played a game in Cleveland, you turn around, you got to play in 96 hours at home against the Carolina Panthers who are playing well so far this season. Just talk a little bit about the difficulty in terms of game planning and preparation for a matchup that you're playing just four days later with a rookie. Yeah, the, the the thing is, um, you know, Tyrod took most of the snaps in OTAs, took pretty much the majority of snaps when it came to, um, you know, the the preseason. So yeah, the chemistry is set. Now let's say you got a new dude, and like, oh man, do you even know the plays? Um, part of it is a play caller. Like, I know there is some things that we're going to do within our offense that's going to help our offense, and now you're taking all that away, 
because you don't really necessarily know what you got in your rookie. And so that's something that kind of scary. And I'd be like, yo, if I'm a receiver, not that I'm frustrated, but give, give me something that if we do face uh one-on-one on the outside, that he is going to have the autonomy to go to me. If it's a, um, an out and up, if it's a double move of some sort, if it's a, a combo route, that it'll be an easy read for him. You know, give us something that can can get some confidence going. Um, but I, for darn sure, better be blocking also down the field. And, and obviously, if you do get some big boy blocks and you're springing your, your running crew, here's what happens. Now, all of a sudden, the defensive coordinator is going to be like, all right, we're going to force a young guy to pass the ball. And I'm like, all right, cool. If I'm wide receiving, I got any level of competitiveness in me, then I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be – uh, ready for that man-to-man matchup, and, and I'm going to help my guy by you know, making the contested catch. Talking with Kadri Ismail, you can catch him on the Purple pregame and postgame show on WJZ in Baltimore. AFC North matchup between the Bengals and the Steelers. Steelers disappointing home loss to the Raiders last week. Cincinnati chose to draft Jamar Chase, a wide receiver like you, played with Joe Burrow at LSU. They passed on Panay Sewell. I'm sure it's a difficult decision, but we saw last week at Soldier Field their inability of that offensive line to protect Joe, uh, to protect Burrow. He was under duress all day. The Steelers are a field goal favorite at home. How do you see this game, Kadri? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of... I, boy. So here's the tough part. Pittsburgh, what is they won the last 11 or something like that, or is going to go for their potential 11th win, whatever it might be. So that streak is significant. Um, at home, you, you messed it up by uh, allowing David Carr, really, I thought, or Derek Carr, excuse me, to be scot-free in the, in the uh, backfield. Like, dude was just sitting back picking your secondary apart. And you, you, you missed a golden opportunity. And so whether it be Watt, whether it be Roethlisberger, from an injury standpoint, you, you're going to need your guys to play better. And I think for, you know, Pittsburgh, if, uh, in fact, you know, Ben can't go, which I've seen this before where, you know, he looks like he's left for dead and then all of a sudden he rises from the grave and, oh, he's there. I would look at it as Pittsburgh getting the victory, and I would take the points. Kadri, thanks for the time this afternoon. Great stuff. Thank you. Appreciate it. When we come back after the break, we'll have the professor, John Clayton, on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. When you have, when you place your football bets this week, try out the new same game parlays at Bet River Sportsbook. Mix, match, and multiply your payouts with player prop combinations along with traditional game lines. It's easy, fun. Give it a go this week. Or if golf's more of your speed, you can get 20% profit boost every day of the Ryder Cup. Log in, bet, and win at BetRivers.com. Download the app today or go to BetRivers.com. Welcome back into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. And it's our pleasure to welcome in John Clayton, the professor. Schooled with the Professor podcast. You can catch him on 710 ESPN in Seattle. Thanks for taking the time this morning, John. Good to be with you. I want to I talk about a couple of teams that may be off to surprise 2-0 starts. Maybe predicted, but teams that, that were not playoff teams last year. I want to start out with the team that's playing tonight. The Carolina Panthers travel to Houston. They get to face the backup, Davis Mills. They're laying more than a touchdown here. Two impressive home victories for them so far. How do you see the game tonight with the Texans, and do you think the Panthers make the playoffs this year? Well, Houston's terrible, so they're, you know they're not going to be able to compete against Carolina, particularly that blitzing package. You've got a rookie quarterback. You know, out there in Davis Mills, uh, you've got questions on the offensive line. So this should be very one-sided. Now, Carolina right now is emerging as a possible team that could be one of the surprise teams in the league. We'll see how it goes. Now, again, they have the easy start. So they played the Jets. But the big thing was last week they beat New Orleans. And if that's going to be the case, and the way they handled New Orleans with their blitz packages and the fact that Sam Darnold's doing well, you know, they might have the chance to be the second-best team in the NFC South. And if they are the second-best team in the NFC South in a kind of a down uh, NFC, uh, they have a chance, I think, maybe to make the seventh playoff spot. 
John, I want to go to an interesting matchup taking place in Minneapolis between the Hawks and the uh, Vikings in this one. Minnesota could easily be 2-0. and They face off against a team in Seattle that's 1-1, and a little bit of a surprising home loss for them. How come this team has never been able to consistently get guys on the offensive line to protect Russell Wilson? And why is it that voters don't seem to vote for this guy for league MVP? Mike and I, we're big Russell Wilson fans. We think what he does is amazing. He just hasn't had the support since the Legion of Boom has been disbanded. Well, the big problem on the offensive line was that uh, they had some injuries because Damian Lewis, he had to play with a groin injury and alternated. And so uh, with uh, DeMarco Jones, and so that kind of held him back. And then in the second half, they lose Brandon Shell, who's been a pretty good right tackle. I mean, they're better on the offensive line, particularly getting Gabe Jackson. But <laughs> the big thing was is that uh, you know, they started to break down at the end because, again, they did well. I mean, remember, Wilson passed for 343 yards, but they broke down at the end because of the injuries. So uh, the line's better than people think. It's just it didn't show at the end of the game against Tennessee. John, I want to talk about the Denver Broncos off to 2-0 start. Both games on the road, but both games they were favored in against the Giants and against the Jaguars. They get their home opener against the Jets, 10, 10 and a half, 11. My question is, do you think Denver is a playoff team, and is Vic Fangio on track here in building this team? He's got a quarterback that's competent in Bridgewater, and he's got a defense that can compete in that division. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, they 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 got the easiest start in the one in the league. You know, getting a chance to play you know the first game against a six-win giant team from last year, uh, Jacksonville team that's lost seventeen in a row, and then they get the Jets this week. And so <laughs> here's Fangio, who in two years had not won a game in September, going three and zero in September. That's a good start. But what I'm concerned about right now is injuries, because in those two games. They lose four starters, three of them on defense, to injuries. <laughs> and last year, they were in the top 10 as far as missed starts with injuries, 85. And if that's going to continue with the injuries, it'll catch up to them. But <laughs> they've got three good wide receivers. They've got two good running backs. They've got a decent offensive line. And they get the best secondary in the league. <laughs> with that, if they can stay healthy, they can be okay. But right now, the injuries are starting to catch up. But the schedule's so easy. They'll be 3-0. John, we're only in week three, as you alluded to, a key matchup down in Los Angeles at SoFi between the Buccaneers and the Rams. Obviously, the Buccaneers, uh, uh, Super Bowl champions, they're a slight favorite in this game. This is going to be really important as we get towards the postseason in terms of home field advantage. How do you see this game? And has Tampa still yet to maybe potentially play their best game or put a complete game together? Yeah, I mean, right now the, the Bucks defense isn't playing to its usual level. But then you see that with a lot of defenses in the league. Like, for example... I mean, the team that's given up the most yards is Kansas City, and then Baltimore's right behind them. So, and Seattle is, I think, third. And so, <laughs> defenses haven't settled in. And the reason is, is that, uh, you know, you've got these mobile, mobile quarterbacks moving around, and it's causing problems that the defenses aren't able to catch up. Because normally, defenses start off ahead of offenses, but that's not the case anymore. But no, I think Tampa Bay right now is the best team in the league. I mean, you can see that uh, Tom Brady. At nine touchdown passes in two games, you can see that if you go back to last year, six consecutive games uh, in the regular season where he's thrown three plus touchdown passes, and then you know six out of seven games where he's had three hundred yard games. I just think they have an advantage. The Rams defense, which was number one in the league, has also given up a bunch of points, but I think the advantage is the Bucks. 
John, great information today. Catch John at John Clayton on Twitter, Schooled with the Professor podcast. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Good stuff from John. Absolutely. I agree with him about Denver injuries becoming a problem for them. Amal, let's get to our plays. Let's start with the Amal in. I'm going to start college football today, 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific time. Marshall, Appalachian State, under 58.5. Marshall was involved in a high-scoring game against East Carolina. Um, I have a concern when you look at it from an offensive standpoint. Marshall's really not that good. East Carolina couldn't stop anybody, but they were able to move the ball against the Thundering Herd defense. Mike, I think this App State defense is going to have something there for Marshall. I think this is going to be a slugfest, lower scoring game. I see this one being played in the 40s. What time does this kick tonight, Amal? 7.30 Eastern. Okay, 4.30 our time. I'm going to follow you. Maybe I'll take the first half. I like first half unders. In case games are close, I don't like This college overtime is too much. All right, let's go to the Palm Reader playbook. Good day in baseball, bad day in soccer yesterday. Um, some baseball plays today. A couple two-unit plays, and then we have a, a parlay, a one-unit parlay. I want to start out with your boy Max Scherzer, who's going uh, for the Dodgers against the Rockies. Dodgers now two games out with 10 to go. Looks more and more like they're going to be getting a wild card. Uh, here's a great stat for you, Amal. Freeland's 14 starts against the Dodgers. Yep. Last 14, the under is 13-0-1. Wow. That against a guy, Scherzer, who's on a scoreless inning streak at 37. I'm going to take the first five under five. Okay, I know it's in Colorado, but runs are going to be tough to come by here. If Matt, uh, Max pitches as well as he has yeah. pitched, this will solidify the Cy Young, especially at course. I think he's, what is he now, minus 250 right now? He's got to be. Walker Buehler shrugged yes, exactly. It's all but his. This might, you'll uh, probably have one more start, right? So they have him ready for the, uh, the well, wild card game yeah. uh, two weeks from yesterday in the National League. And then I'm going to take Webb. They just still, they don't bet the Giants. This Padres team, they uh, you know they beat him again last night. I know it's you, Darvish, but here's the thing: he can't take Phil Cuzzy with him. All right, Phil Cuzzy, <laughs> Phil Cuzzy's the only reason you Darvish has had a good start in the last two months. He's been bad. He's been bad since the foreign substance crackdown. He only has one win since the All Star break. Webb, get this, Amal, the Giants are 19 and four in Webb's 23 starts this year. Wow. I'll take Webby minus 108 for two units. Then I'm going to put a parlay together: two dogs, two favorites. Cardinals have won 11 in a row, and they continue to be a dog, even with Wainwright at the Brewers. I say they get the sweep today. The Mariners have beat the A's eight straight. I'll take plus 140 on Kikuchi. Castillo and the Reds, I'm going to lay the $2, and then I'm going to continue to fade uh, the Angels. Astros covered the run line for me in extra innings last night. It's also fortunate the Yankees covered with a four spot. The run line Terrible in the bottom of the eight. by the Rangers last night. But I can't get the Phillies. The Phillies can't win by the run line. They win by one the one again yesterday. This four-teamer, all pays better than 11-1. to one. Wow. Two dogs, two favorites. Yeah, but I mean, when you look at it, Kikuchi, you get in plus 140. Yeah. You're not uncomfortable yeah. with that one. And I, like, I, like, I thought about playing Wainwright straight yeah. at, at plus 108, but I put him in the parlay here. I really like this Dodgers under. I like the uh, 11-1. to 1. <laughs> It's nice, isn't it? That's, <laughs> yeah, it's that's, really good. That, that, that's, that's, a, that's a big number there. I uh, just quickly want to get back to the NFL. We were going through some games earlier in the show. Anything that you like or anything that jumps out at you? I know the uh, the want to about the Dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins Raiders. Uh, it looks like Carr's going to go. He's now probable. Is this number too short? Is it going to move off of four? Brissett looked terrible in South Florida against the Bills. Yeah, but I think if you're Miami, your game plan, look, they got embarrassed last time out. I think we'll see a much better effort out of the Dolphins here. Uh, but I do think this number is short. Now we're seeing it four and a half. Doesn't surprise me, especially with the expectation of Derek Carr playing. That changes the dynamic for this offense because it would have been Nathan Peterman. I think you're on the Dol- you're all over the Dolphins if it's Peterman. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, with Carr, I like the Raiders here to win. Big difference between those two. We talked about teasers earlier, Amal, and finding another teaser. Like, how about the Browns? They're laying a touchdown at home against the Bears, yeah. teasing them down to one. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I think the Bears are going to struggle a little bit. Justin Fields making his first start. And money coming in on the Bears here, a little bit surprising. Yeah. 
Uh, Jets Broncos, you said yesterday you like the points here. I think you can still find 11, 10 and a half in some spots. I do. I, I always like teams when they get embarrassed, like Miami. Uh, you look at now against the Raiders, going to be a little bit different because they don't have their quarterback. But in terms of the Jets here, they, the game, their defense wasn't that bad. I, I thought it was Zach Wilson that killed them with the turnovers. Huge matchup at SoFi, Bucks, Rams. Bucks are a one, one and a half point favorite. Do you tease the Rams up over the touchdown? I here? do. Yeah, I think it's a tight game either way. I like it over 56. I don't, wow. Again, I don't think there's going to be uh, three punts in this game. <laughs> Stay tuned to VEASAN. Coming up next, it's betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.